Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Yes, Roma wines taste better because only Roma selects from the world's greatest wine reserves for your pleasure. And now, Roma Wines, R-O-M-A, Roma Wines presents... Suspense. Tonight, Roma Wines bring you Roddy McDowell in One Way Street, a suspense play produced, edited, and directed for Roma Wines by William Spear. Suspense, radio's outstanding theater of thrills, is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R-O-M-A, Roma Wines, those better-tasting California wines enjoyed by more Americans than any other wine. For friendly entertaining, for delightful dining. Yes, right now, a glass full would be very pleasant, as Roma Wines bring you Roddy McDowell in a remarkable tale of... Suspense. sign on the lamppost says, but it's just the street to those that knows it hereabouts, and few that doesn't, what with the name it's got, as dirty, rotten, rum a spot as you'll find in the whole of London. Georgie, Williams, back home again, are you? High time, isn't it? Quite a proper man, you've grown to be too. We've missed you, Georgie. More than I can say for you. Happy afraid. The street. The only home I've had since my mum and dad was taken. The Blitz. That's how they got it. And now I came to live with my Uncle Bert. If you can call that living. Where I've been the last six months is due to him. Dartmoor Ken. One of his little schemes that he talked me into. Saying how safe it was. And it was for Uncle Bert. But not for me. Because Uncle Bert is a crook and a liar. He'd steal the pennies off a dead man's eyes. Only he'd never get caught. They could prove it on the dead one sooner than they could on Uncle Bert. Come on, come on, move along then. Hey, you there, just a minute. You're, uh, you're George Williams, ain't you? That's right, copper, what of it? Oh, nothing at all, me lad. Just mind you don't cut any fancy capers now that you're back. I can take care of myself, I can. Ah, and if you can't, there are those that can, you know. That's what it's like, being from the street. You're marked with it. 
if your kin to Uncle Bertie goes for double. But there's no place to go. So uh, I'm going home. Geordie! Geordie then! Hello, Uncle Bert. Geordie, I spoke for sore eyes. Like come on in, come in. Well, come on. I'm coming in. But there's no need to carry on so about it. Carry on about it? Why, you're the prodigal son, you are, Georgie Milland. It's the fatted calf for you. Come off it, Uncle Bert. You don't want me back. If there was any other place in the whole of England for me to hang my hat, I wouldn't be back. Oh, my boy, now that hurts, that does. To think you'd say that to me, what raised you from a young lad? Yeah, and got me a six-month stretch at hard labour to top it off. Downright ungrateful I am, eh, Uncle Bert? Georgie, how was I to know you'd go ahead and do something I only spoke about in jest? Yes, but if I'd come home with a swag, you'd have had your share quick enough and know just about that. Well, I'm sorry for what happened, Georgie. Uh, you never know what I've been through, blaming myself for it so well. But bygones is bygones. But come on into the black pot and I'll, I've got a bit of a surprise for you. Hello, George. Mrs. Pendry. Oh, you see, Bertie does remember me. Isn't that nice? Well, I, I couldn't very well help it, seeing all the errands I used to run to you from the shop in High Street. Hardly expected to see you down in these parts, though. Well, you see, I don't have the shop anymore. Oh, sold it, eh? Yes. And, oh, Bert, you tell him. Tell me what? That's a surprise I was telling you about, Georgie Led. Mrs. Pendley and I got itched last week. We're married. So you see, George, you'll have to call me Aunt Edna now. Married? That swept me off my feet, he did. You married him? And why not? <laughs> oh, George. I know it seems a bit queer to someone your age, two people as old as we are. But we were both lonely. Since my husband died, I've had no and one. And she needs someone to take care of her. Can't get about much now, you know. My old heart. You remember, don't you, George? And so she let me take over the job and made me the happiest man in the world to boot. You do understand, don't you, George? Well, I, uh, I expect you'll be moving out of this rat hole, then. Both of you will go and live in your house, I expect, eh, Mrs. Pendry? It's Mrs. Williams now, lad. Aunt Edna. Aunt Edna, then. Well, you see, I don't have my house anymore, George. Ah, oh, there's a dabby lot around here. And well, we didn't want to give them any chance to say I'd married Aunt Edna for her money. So I sold my house, too. But I don't care where I live, so long as I'm with Bert. And you're just as welcome here as ever. Even more. You have your room upstairs you always used to have and all. Oh. Hey, hold on. What's that? Where is it? Where's what? You know what. The picture. The picture oh. of my mother that was over the mantelpiece. Oh, Bert, I asked you to leave it where it was. There's a new mistress in the house now, lad. Never mind about that. Where's the picture? Hand it over. Well, mind how you... Hand it over, I said. And it's no good raising around because I can't hand it over. What have you done with it? You had no right to put your filthy hands but on it. You must know I burned it. Burned it? The only thing I had in the world to remind me of her. What? Why, you what? Well, keep away from me now. Don't you raise your hand to me. Oh, you're, you're a crazy young fool. Now, 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 see what you've done. Why, what's up with her? Oh, you're blithering. Get it here. Give me a hand. Get her to her room. No, I... I don't need you both, but... If George wouldn't mind getting me a bit of my medicine. It's a blue bottle in the kitchen cupboard. A teaspoon and half a glass of water. Go on, don't stand there. All right, all right. Keep your hair on. Now, come along, my dear. Oh, thank you, Bert. Now, now. Come on. Mm. on. On the bed with you, now. Oh. Bip, bip. 
That's why you've lived in this filthy hole all your life. I wouldn't say that. But I know one way. Money's one way. And I've got me plans. What's this? This part of your plans, is it? That? What? It's rat poison, ain't it? I ain't never seen no rats around here. Well, there's no harm having a bit handy, is there? Hands of prevention is worth a pound of cure, you know. And a proper handy place you've got for it, too, haven't you? Right next to a bottle of medicine. Ah, so that's it. So now I'm a cruel and inhuman monster that would poison his own wife, is that it? I didn't say you would. But I, uh, I, I didn't say you wouldn't, neither. Hmm, think I got it all planned, eh? I slip her the poison and no one even bothers to ask why she rolled up because they all know she got a bad ticker. Is that the way you see it? I see you've done a bit of thinking at any rate. Now, look here, George, my lad. Even if I was the monster, you say, I'd be the last one to kill her. Don't you see? Not yet, I don't. I have to make out their will, Georgie. I'll get the stuff anyway. I can afford to wait. I don't know about certain other parties, Georgie, that would benefit along with me. But I can afford to wait. For suspense, Roma Wines are bringing you Roddy McDowell in One Way Street. Roma Wines' presentation tonight in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Between the acts of suspense, this is Ken Niles for Roma Wines. The time-honored custom of making a good dinner better with wine is especially appreciated when the wine is distinguished Grand Estate. Let Grand Estate wine make your mealtimes more pleasurable. The simplest dinner becomes an adventure in gracious dining when enriched with a friendly glow of candlelight and the ruby redness of Grand Estate California Burgundy or the pale, glinting gold of Grand Estate Sauternes. And how much more flavorful your dinner will taste served with a Grand Estate wine. For each Grand Estate wine is a distinguished, limited bottling by Roma, America's greatest vintner. Each Grand Estate wine is born of choicest grapes, then patiently, unhurriedly guided to mellow, rich perfection of taste by age-old skill, necessary time, and the unmatched resources of Roma Master Vintners. Tomorrow, give the magic touch of distinction to your dinner with a Grand Estate wine by Roma, the crowning achievement of Vintner skill. And now, Roma Wines bring back to our Hollywood soundstage Roddy McDowell as Georgie Williams, with Raymond Lawrence as his Uncle Bert, and Jeanette Nolan as his Aunt Edna, in One Way Street, a tale well calculated to keep you in... Suspense. I should have known it then. The, the day I found the rat poison, what Uncle Bert was up to. I knew he'd married Edna for her money. I knew he was rotten enough to... Well, I... I watched him like an orc. I fixed all the meals myself, seeing I wanted to help around the house. And the poison was always there, up in the kitchen cupboard next to a medicine, with the skull and crossbones on it, and the sea unbroken. Oh, 
Hello, dear Georgie lad. Just in time to have a spot of tea with us. Tea? Well, but what about that? We're not tops, perhaps, but we can have a spot of tea all the same, Oxford. It was Bert's idea. Said it made us seem more of a family-like. Have a cup, Georgie? No, thanks, but I'll, uh, I'll turn the tray around for you, though. <laughs> yes, yes, hold on. Looks a bit unsteady, but... Oh, there you are. Now, uh, you get Aunt Edna's cup. And she gets yours. But there's no matter, is it? Of course not. It's all the same tea. You don't mind, do you, Uncle Bert? Why, no, no, why should I? Oh, it is nice to have a cup of tea about this time of day. I'd almost forgotten. Well, uh, drink up, Uncle Bert. You'll only get cold sitting there. Oh, what's that petition, Harry? I like it a bit cool and myself. Well, is there anything wrong with your tea, Bert? Mine's lovely. Shouldn't be anything wrong with it. Fix it himself, he did. Of course there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, lovers, Bert. No need to take it all down in a gulp. Think you were swallowing rank poison. Something oh, stick in your throat then, Uncle Bert. <coughs> what is it? There, there. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, I've got to swallow in my windpipe. It's good now. <clears throat> Fix me another cup like a good lad, will you, Georgie? Uh, you can fill my tea if you will, George. Right you are. You know where the tea is, Georgie? No, I... No, it's in the kitchen cupboard. Right next to the medicine. You'll find it, Georgie. Right next to the medicine. But the tea wasn't next to the medicine. It wasn't there at all. Only the little box was there with the skull and crossbones. And still unopened. Poison. I found the tea and poured out the two cups. But all the time, my eye was on the little box. I was thinking how I had to get away, had to get away. And about the money, and how easy it would be. And then it came to me, all in a flash, what Bert was up to. And why I'd done nothing about it. Because he'd known what I was thinking before I knew it myself. He knew what I was thinking out there in the kitchen right then. He knew I was thinking about... Murder. That night I hid the box. Didn't chuck it out, mind you. Only hid it. In a place not too hard to find. Next morning it was back in the cupboard. Right next to the medicine. Poison. No mistake about it now. Another of Uncle Bert's nice, safe little schemes. Safe for him. He'd all but come right out in so many words with it. Nothing to arrange but the terms. I knew he'd get to that too. Once he was sure of me. All he had to do was wait, was what he thought. Wait for me to kill her. Hello there, Georgie Millet. Cleaning up the breakfast dishes, eh? Well, it don't look like I'm playing a bloody game of darts, does it now? Uh, Georgie, I was looking for that rat poison last night. And the devil's own job to find it. I could have told you where it was. Found some rats at last, have you? Not in particular. Thought it best to have it out there where it's handy, though. Well, it's handy now, all right. So where I put it, did you? Now, look here, Georgie. You know how I feel about you. What's mine is yours. Whatever I have, or whatever I might get, share and share alike. Fifty-fifty. Partners. That's me. First I've ever known you to offer a bloke so much as a time of day. I might be the last two. 
But the one time might be worth all the rest. Hey, Georgie? Only times I've known you cheat your own grandmother out of the last two teeth in her head. That's as maybe. But if you're partners, you're taking your chances together, aren't you? Both of you in the same, the bad or the good. Got to treat each other fair and square then, don't you? If it's like that. That's how it is, all right. You think it over. See if it ain't. Bert. Oh, Bert. Yes, my dear? Could you bring me a bit of my medicine? Not taking bad, are you? Not bad, but... This is the medicine, my health. Right, you are. Well, Georgie, you know how to fix it, don't you? I know how to fix it. I'll just nip along down the road and got a few things to attend to. But I'll be back in plenty of time. Mind you are, then. And, Georgie, fix it right this time. I got the medicine and mixed it up as usual. I, I scarcely knew what I was doing. Because all the time I, I, I was thinking about the street, about my shirt that was always frayed and dirty, about my baggy second-hand suit, and how, well, what did she matter to me anyhow? She was a sure thing to roll up in a year or two anyway. What with that ticker of hers? And if she did now, I... I was free. Free. The next thing I knew, I, I, I'd opened the box and dumped enough of the stuff into her glass to kill a cart horse. And I, then I was carrying it into her. Walking like in a dream and wondering where my voice was coming from. It, it sounded so strange and far away. Just set it down on the table, will you, George? Right, oh. Aren't you, Aunt Edna? I hate to be such a trouble to you, George. You've been awfully good about the house here and all. Oh, it's no trouble. All the same. I know it isn't easy. Oh, I don't mind. Always used to help my mum about the house. You loved your mother a lot. Didn't you, George? Yes, I... Yes, I did. I wish you'd do what I know she'd want you to do. If she was alive. What's that? Get away. Get away from the street. I know she's praying for that. Wherever she is. The street does things to people, George. Terrible things. Well, I... I will. I will get away one day. One day may be too late. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Why don't you let me help you? I know she'd want that, too. Do you? Do you really think she would? Oh, I know she would. George, please. No. No, I, I said I don't want any help, and I, and I don't. <laughs> All right, George. I won't say any more. Hand me my medicine, please. What? My medicine. On the table. Oh, uh, here you are. Thank you. No. Oh, George. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I slipped, I did. Did you? Yes, I... I thought you struck the glass out of my hand. No, 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 I didn't. A anyway, it's no matter. I'll get you some more. George. Aunt Edna. Aunt Edna, you, you've got to get away from here. Get away? Yes, now, today, before it's too late. Perhaps it is too late. no. No, it isn't. Not for you. I can't get out of it. I, I never will, but you can. You've got money. You, you've got to go. Are you sure that's best? Oh, I, I know it is for everyone. Uh, for you, I mean. For your health. That's it. If that's what I mean. I, I, I was thinking about, about your health. Oh, oh, you'll never get well here. You'll, you'll die here. 
I've been prepared for that for quite a while. Oh, Aunt Edna, not here. You, you've got to go. Promise me you'll go. Yes. Perhaps that is best. All right, George. I'll go. That night I slept, really slept, for the first time in weeks. When I woke up, it, it seemed late. I heard the sound of dishes down in the parlor. I jumped into my clothes in a flash and looked down the stairs. They were having breakfast. Coffee. I, I seemed to turn all sick inside. I ran down the back stairs to the kitchen and over to the cupboard. The box was still there, but, but it was empty. The poison had been used since yesterday. I ran out into the parlor. Oh, thanks. I'll think or will. Edna, don't. Don't drink it. Well, what's good into you? Did you drink it, Edna? Tell me. My coffee? Why, yes. It's poison to you. Shut up, you fool. I won't shut up. I knew he'd do it. Oh. He wanted me to, and when I wouldn't, he, he did it himself. But he won't get away with it, Edna. I, I've got to call oh. the police. I'll get you a doctor. George. No. Oh. <laughs> You've set her off again, you fool. Get a medicine, quick. Aunt Edna. Keep them medicine, I'll tell you. I'll see to her. Medicine. She's dead. Dead? Oh, don't try any of that, Uncle Bert. You poisoned her, you didn't. And I know it. I looked at the box in the kitchen and, and it's empty. And I'm going to the police. You did. George. Well? I swear I didn't. I, I, I swear I... Oh, that's holy. She, she made the coffee herself. She brought it out to me. With her own hands. She did. Georgie. Come, Doctor. She's done for me. Call it out. That's it. You've been the running mastermind so far. You get your own doctor. George. George. So long, Uncle Bert. Happy landing. I went next door and asked Mrs. Wiggins to call the police. Then I went back to the house. I picked up Edna in my arms and carried her to her room and laid her on a bed. I smoothed out a pillow for her head as though she was still alive. Then I saw it. The picture of my mother and the note. Dear George, don't be sorry for me. And don't think badly of me. I was wrong to close my eyes to things just because I didn't want to see them. But after yesterday, I knew you were right. And it was best for me to go away. Give this note to the police so that they will know it was me and not you that poisoned him. I found a picture of your mother in the attic. She was so beautiful that... I could see why even Bert couldn't really burn it, like he said. Take the money that I've left and leave the street. But carry her picture with you wherever you go. For I know she will always be watching over you, as she was yesterday, to keep you from harm. 
and so shall I. Your friend, Edna. Suspense. Presented by Roma Wines. R-O-M-A. Roma. America's favorite wine. Whether you're dining alone with your family or having guests for dinner, here's a smart, simple way to enrich your mealtime pleasure. To lend charming distinction to your table and enhance the hidden flavors of your favorite foods. Serve delightful Grand Estate California Burgundy. The ideal flavor mate for hearty foods, red, robust Grand Estate Burgundy, brings out all the taste goodness of juicy roast beef. Temptingly enriches the flavor of steaks, sizzling chops, or even plain hamburger. No wonder to discriminating wine users, Grand Estate wines are the crowning achievement of vintner skill. And all Grand Estate wines are distinguished limited bottlings by Roma, America's greatest vintner. Each is born of choicest grapes, then unhurriedly guided to rich taste perfection by ancient Roma skill, the magic of necessary time, and America's finest winemaking resources. With tomorrow's dinner, enjoy the rare taste luxury, the gracious pleasure of Grand Estate Wines, presented by Roma, the greatest name in wine. This is Roddy McDowell. I just wanted to say a few words in my own voice. It's been a very great pleasure for me to be able to appear on Suspense. Thank you, and good night. Roddy McDowell is currently appearing in the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Technicolor production, Holiday in Mexico. Tonight's Suspense play was written by Sanford Schlesinger and Robert Richards. Next Thursday, same time, you will hear Mr. Van Heflin as star of Suspense. Produced and directed by William Spear for the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California. In the coming weeks, Suspense will present such stars as Glenn Ford, James Stewart. Make it a point to listen each Thursday to Suspense, radio's outstanding theater of thrills. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.